1: Joe Pags Show. To talk to Joe, call 888-941-PAGS. And now, it's Joe Pags.
0: Great to have you. Thanks a lot for stopping by. There's a lot going on, lots to get to, lots to talk about, without a doubt. Looking up a date, because I'm trying to figure out if my mother's going to be in trouble or not. You know what I mean? Why would your mama be in trouble? Just trying to figure out how old I was when she went to see Elvis in 1972.
2: Mm.
0: Because she's probably going to be in trouble, to be honest.
2: Because she didn't how take do you? Not you? Take, how do you not take me?
0: How do you how not take me? How old were
2: you? Why are you going to take a little kid I was, when listen, you went to go to a concert five, to enjoy yourself? So what? Oh, fine. You're not taking a five-year-old to a
0: concert. It was in June of 1972. I was five. Not quite six. And um, she, what a, what a, what a bad mother. Let's be honest. No.
2: But
0: well, she's in the chat room listening to me talk about this. Like I'm just smart woman. Not let her have five, it alive. Yeah, not smart.
2: No, it is too smart. She can enjoy herself.
0: Carrie, I was Elvis for every Halloween from birth until I was fifteen.
2: Mm-hmm. Do you have pictures?
0: No. No. Oh. My mother probably does. So I shouldn't be too mean. Mm. She could probably publicize those pictures and oh, I'll, that'd be fun. But I really be in trouble. But you you take the five-year-old to go see Elvis. I don't care. No,
2: uh, no, you do not. No,
0: no. All right, well, let me ask you this. He shows up, he's at the, um, I forget the name of the, the exposition center in, in West Palm Beach. I think it was just the Palm Beach Auditorium. Um, In 1977, January 1977, the man died that year.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Why don't you take me then? <laughs> I don't know. So I was ten you years to old. She could have taken me then.
2: I, I she could bad have.
0: parenting. <clears throat> do bad, not let call me just your put it out, out there. Like
2: that. Mm-mm.
0: What are you talking about? <laughs> do not do that. <laughs> it is the Joe Pag Show. By the way, we're going to spend a lot of time talking about Elvis on a Tuesday. Uh huh. I. Uh-huh. That is Kerry Lockheed Chocolate Voice. How you doing? Okay. Polo making it happen. Sam in the hizzy. Oh yeah, the whole chat room is talking about my mother is in there by the way. If you want to go talk to my mother, at Mama Pags, when you go to JoePags.com and click on watch now. You'll go right to the chat room. At Mama Pags is literally my mother. So, uh, Sam, let me ask you this: How old were you and CJ when I took you guys to Green Day?
2: Um, that must have been almost middle school. So I think I was ten or eleven ish. I think.
0: Good parent, huh? Good parent.
2: Oh yeah, oh yeah, <laughs> and you were really sick that day too.
0: Wasn't even feeling well. Went there, and we enjoyed the concert. Went to the pep. I think it was the Pepsi Center in Albany. And um, it, this is what a parent does. My mother said, "Dad, forget it. Eat your spaghetti." That's what I got. Wow. What I really? Was telling, what? So, <laughs> People are I showing up in the chat room.
2: they listening. Yes. Uh, they're
0: even, no, she's, she's watching. She's literally watching the show. So, Shame um, you. It, listen, <laughs> you take the 10 year old to see Elvis, and then he's dead. And then she's like, well, what do you do now? Now he's dead. <laughs> Nothing she can do. T- I, like 10 or 11, I took Sam and CJ to go see him. Um, uh, Sam, my favorite concert, and we'll get into Elvis in a second, that I took you to was Eagles, the Eagles. And it was before Glenn Frey died. Great.
1: Oh, that was awesome.
0: Right. We got there. What did you say? Listen. Tell the people what you said.
2: (laughs) I said, I don't think I know any Eagles songs. (laughs) (laughs) That was wrong. Come on,
0: Carrie. You know what I mean? Can you not? Yeah. Oh, about that, was every that one. Every single, she said, "This is them." Oh, this one's theirs. I, I didn't know they did this. <laughs> she
2: didn't know those were the
0: Eagles. And they didn't want to leave because they're playing every single song. They're Like, oh my God, this is them. Oh, mm-hmm. wait a second, that's this guy. So it was a great concert, and, and sadly, like he died like a year later or something. It was very weird. We saw them here mm-hmm. in uh, in San Antonio. All right. So today is the 45th anniversary of the death of the King of Rock and Roll. Carrie, if you don't mind, give us some nuts and bolts. And we'll talk about the King this hour.
2: From USA Today, fans from all over the world crowded Elvis Presley Boulevard on Monday night for the annual Graceland candlelight vigil to mark the 45th anniversary of the famed singer's death. We are all a part of this legacy. Every one of you with a candle in your hands, said Argo, longtime DJ of the Elvis radio channel on Sirius XM, as he directed the hundreds of people in the street outside the Graceland mansion to light their candles to illuminate a sea of solidarity in tribute to the king of rock and roll. After the candle lighting, fans processed up the long driveway to the Elvis Presley grave site in the meditation garden on the south side of the mansion. Graceland officials said they expected any Anywhere from 5,000 to 25,000 people to make the trek, which was expected to last well past midnight and into Tuesday morning. Priscilla Presley from a podium praised the crowd as a beautiful sight.
0: I mean, 45 years later, and he still has that kind of impact. It's crazy. Um, people still argue about how Elvis died. Um, Geraldo did an expose about the drugs that were in his system when he, when he died. Obviously, he was taking too many pills. Obviously, he's taking too many drugs. Um, go ahead.
2: Okay. It was interesting because I saw somebody uh, on Facebook, and he actually used to work for the Blaze, and I never heard this story, but he seemed to know exactly what happened um, at the time of his death. What did he say? That he had been taking so many narcotics that his bowels were all um, impacted, and he was, so he needed to go to the bathroom, but he couldn't, and he was straining too hard, and that's... When he had his heart attack.
0: So we don't know that, that, that he was doing that, but it's partially right. Without a doubt, he was taking so many drugs. The story is correct in that his bowels were distended and he, and he could not eliminate like normal people can. Mm-hmm. And it's probably something he should have had operated on and he certainly should have gotten off the drugs. Um, I mean, he had like he, he had two or three or four different people writing him prescriptions because he was pretty hooked and he would take these packs of drugs to go to sleep. Um, and he obviously took too many that night. There's a lot—I mean, a lot of drugs in his body. And um, yes, he he went to the bathroom at like three or four o'clock in the morning. And by the time Ginger Alden woke up, who was his girlfriend at the time, she found him on the bathroom floor naked. So I mean, it's true that he was on the he was on the pot, but um, and it's true that he had a heart arrhythmia, which is basically an irregular heartbeat, and then he died. But what caused that is sort of the, the crux of the question. Hmm. And there's still a video out there from like 1980 where Geraldo was on 2020 and um, he does the expose on what was found in, in Elvis's body. And coroners, once they found that out, were like, well, yeah, this would kill anybody. Hmm. So I, I don't know. I mean, without a doubt, his heart stopped. And the argument could be made that he was straining or not. Who knows? But um, but yeah, I mean, that's that's an issue when you can't go to the bathroom. That You, you can die from that. So, um, yeah, and again, the drugs certainly are what caused that. I guess that's one of the side effects of, of taking too much. He he had all diluted and, and I think morphine. He had all sorts of crap in him that he, well, literally all sorts of stuff in him that he shouldn't have had. And, and it's a shame because I don't know who to blame. And, and this is my reality as a huge Elvis fan. I don't know who to blame because at the end of the day, he's putting the drugs in his own mouth. I nobody forced him nobody shot him up without him knowing and he wasn't taking needles he was taking prescription drugs he also was of the belief that i can't hurt myself because doctors are prescribing this this isn't him getting street drugs and you know cocaine and heroin and all this stuff um but whose fault is it you kept enabling him and i guess if everybody stops enabling him he's not going to be able to get it elvis Presley's not going to walk out in the street and go buy drugs so that's not going to happen but he's a 42 year old man so how do you control that you know, when I was 42, nobody was telling me what to do or what I couldn't do. But when you're surrounded by enablers who just want the gravy train to continue, and, and I don't even leave his father out of this. I mean, Vernon Presley was his business manager, and he was making the deals with Colonel Parker, getting the money, and you only got the money when Elvis went out and did more concerts. So, I mean, I, I don't I don't really know who to blame. At the end of the day, you have to say, ultimately, it's him. He's got to stop doing this. But he went so downhill so fast because in 1973, he did the Aloha from Hawaii. You know how many people watched that? It was the most watched television program ever.
2: Wow. How many? I, don't, I have
0: no idea. 1.5 billion people. Whoa. Wow. Can you imagine that? That is. 1.5 billion. And it was the first time a concert had been televised via satellite like that. So it went into, you know, almost 200 countries. And, or it was at least 100. So here you got a guy who is the biggest star on the planet who is in prime condition. For Aloha um, from Hawaii, and four years later he's dead. Hmm. That's a very strange turn of events. So was there a reason why there were more drugs being taken? Was the divorce a part of that? Because that was also in '73. Who knows? Interestingly, Caitlyn or Bruce Jenner's ex-wife, um, Linda Thompson, was his girlfriend at the time and went to Hawaii with him. So I mean, I just the whole thing is everything's so connected if you look at it. But uh, that concert was his last great concert, I think, without a doubt. And then in 76, he was even okay. He was a little chubby, but wasn't like crazy. And then in 77, suddenly he's done. And if you watch the last concert that they did the CBS special on from 1977, I think it was Omaha, uh, Nebraska. There you go. Carrie. Hey. A little All Nebraska right. connection. Hmm, cool. um, if you watch that, uh, he can he he doesn't remember the words of the songs.
1: Now, when he's singing, oh, well.
0: he's singing great. But he doesn't remember the words of the songs. Um, when he goes over to play Unchained Melody, which I understand is a really big deal in the movie and they actually show the real Elvis, you know, doing it at the end. Um, when he's doing that, like he's snappy with Charlie Hodge, his good friend, or either hold the mic or do this. What are you doing, son? Uh, he just, he just, he's gone and it's weird. He's got to read my way. I think off the paper, some, a song that he'd been singing for years. So, um, just looking at him, if I'm surrounding him and i know what he looked like in 73 and i know what he looked like in his prime in 70 um i'm going this isn't okay this guy this guy is 42 years old so uh, it, like you're not a big fan you liked him fine i do yeah but you're not like me with elvis so just as just as somebody who deals in facts in your living you know, who, who do you blame when somebody dies in that fashion? <sighs> when you're surrounded by 20 people, well, that their entire livelihood relies on you.
2: Right, and he's buying them cars, and, you know, right. Probably they're going off to and Vegas houses. together in houses. And you when you're, it's, ultimately, it's him because he is an adult, and like you said, he's 42. I don't know many 42-year-old men where you can tell them, now, you need to stop doing this. Right. Um, you know, that, that's probably not going to work. But when you're surrounded by yes men constantly and they will bring you whatever you want um and they nobody tells you no that's a big problem
0: well well it is and and, and if somebody does say no you know it from what i understand he's he the kind of guy that no yeah, more he would say, that's it. you're out no yeah. more um you don't get to tell me that so ultimately it's his fault but uh, here's a guy from the poor side of of Tupelo then from the poor side of Memphis who doesn't know Squad is suddenly a multimillionaire at the age of nineteen or something or twenty? Um, yeah, it's crazy when you try to. Uh, okay, why is this guy dead? And he was so famous at the time that his his fame is just skyrocketed since. What if he lived? What if he would have lived? You know, you th- w- what happens then? No. You know, I mean, the whole thing is just very very weird to me. Uh, we're talking about Elvis because it is the forty fifth anniversary of his passing. Um, I've got a guy at the bottom of the hour. I just love doing this interview today. I mean, you can always tell when I'm doing an interview whether I'm like, holy crap, I'm really enjoying this. I'm just enjoying the hell out of this. This guy, Hal Lansky, was so cool. So cool. Um, You got got somebody who is um, the son of the man that clothed Elvis. And I didn't even realize this, but the first clothes that he gave Elvis were free. And the reason they were free is because Elvis could not afford to buy anything it's just stunning so that story at the bottom of the hour but i'm reflecting on elvis if you've got some some memories of him if you've got some thoughts about his death and whose fault it was um or if you're somebody who's a younger person who's just now figuring out that elvis was not just the fat guy on the stamp uh, or or the guy that you see you know doing a concert on youtube there was a lot more there i'd like to hear from you as well 888 pags 888-941-7247 joepags.com stay right here Glad to have you. We're reflecting on the death of Elvis Presley 45 years ago today. I've got his, the man who was delivering his clothes, this guy's father, Hal Lansky's father, Bernard, was the clothier to the king, and the store still exists in Memphis. We talk to him, we see his daughter, we we have some great old pictures to talk about. If you're an Elvis fan, you've got to get to joepags.com, J-O-E-P-A-G-S dot C-O-M. Click on Watch Now. You'll see the interview with Hal Lansky. I don't think you're going to want to miss this. Let me tell you about Super Beats. Super Beats are great. Been hearing me rave about them for a long time. Used to do the powder in some water, maybe fruit juice, maybe your protein shake in the morning. Um, And and now they've got Super Beats heart chews. This is great because it's nitric oxide, which is a great element, a great item you need um, to help your your blood flow, your circulation. And that directly relates to your energy level throughout the day. So if you're going back for four or five cups of coffee, you're doing energy drinks, a sugary soda, maybe a, a sugary candy, that's going to be a quick high and a quick low. That's why you have to keep on going back for more. With Super Beets, you get a nice level, steady energy level. Throughout the day, they mix non-GMO beets with grapeseed extract, and it tastes delicious in a combination, and you've got to add this to your morning routine. If you do that, it's going to help you support that great blood uh, blood pressure and that great healthy lifestyle, too. Uh, right now, made it easy for you, gave you 45% off, up to that, over on the website, plus free shipping at JoeLovesBeats.com. Hurry up, it's their best offer available anywhere, JoeLovesBeats.com. JoeLovesBeats.com for up to 45% off, free shipping as well. JoeLovesBeats.com. We go to the website, or the, to the phone lines, I should say, and say hello and welcome to line two. It's Abner. Abner, what's going on? Hi.
2: Okay, I pretty much know uh, what happened, why Elvis Presley... Kind of like committed suicide, basically, how the whole thing really started. Okay, go ahead. Because I remember uh, decades back watching a program. His mother, who is, he loved so much so dearly, his mother had liver disease. Right. And and uh, what had happened is that she, she was so ill. When she passed on, he went into depression after she passed. And he was not quite himself. So pretty much that's why... He was taking drugs and so on and so forth on that.
0: All right, Abner, I appreciate that. He started taking drugs when, uh, before he was in the military. He was taking uppers so he can get through the, the shifts. Uh, his mother was still alive, and his mother died 19 years before he did. She was awfully young, too, 46 when she passed. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, certainly he missed her, and certainly that caused depression, but he didn't wait 19 years to kill himself with drugs. He got into heavy drug use, obviously, in the 70s, and it showed. Um, I hear you. It's an interesting theory. I hear you. Uh, let me go to Mata or Maida, I'm not sure. San Antonio. What's going on? Hi.
2: It's Mata, Joe. I haven't talked to you in a long time. Well, How are you? Good to hear to you. you. Thank you. I'm doing great. I wanted to tell you, ask you, have you heard Joe, George Jones' song, You Stop Loving Her Today? Yes. That's on on Elvis and Priscilla in my mind. Really? I don't know anybody's ever told me that, but if you listen to the words to it, it describes Elvis to a T. He never stopped loving Priscilla.
0: No, you're right. I mean, they, they always loved each other, without a doubt. Uh, good to talk to you. Appreciate you calling in. Um, I don't know about that song, but I know that you are always on my mind. He recorded that song when he was going through that uh, tumultuous time with Priscilla, and I think that was for her, Um, always on my mind. He did it way before uh, Willie Nelson did it. Let me go to uh, Las Vegas and Bill. Bill, talk to me.
3: Oh, uh, Joe Pegg, good to finally get through after like years of listening to you, my friend. And Thanks, I man. am a very proud Sicilian olive skinned myself, person of color. Beautiful. And I appreciate you giving us shout outs for that. But I'll tell you what, man, I'm like five years older than you. and I was the same with the king, man. Everybody wanted to be, every guy wanted to be Elvis. Every girl wanted to be with Elvis. That's just the way it was where I grew up. Yeah. Poor kid for the projects in the middle, in the Midwest. But I'll tell you what, three things I remember, three days I remember exactly where I was from my childhood. The day we landed on the moon the day Nixon resigned, and the day Elvis died. Those three days really impact me for this day at age 61. I remember those. And Elvis, man, oh, man, oh, man. You know something? How he died was sad, but how he lived was glorious. And I'll tell you what, it's uh, an amazing person. Probably the Alexander the Great of music. Burned hot, burned, uh, but burned short. Yeah, missing much, missing much, my friend.
0: Well, Bill, I appreciate the, those thoughts. It's got to be interesting living in Las Vegas. Um, you've got a lot of residencies now in Las Vegas, where like Celine Dion will go there and make a ton of money, and she's in one hotel for a really long time. You've got other big stars that do that as well. Elvis started that. Yeah, Sinatra and the Rat Pack—they all did Las Vegas, but they weren't sort of locked in to only doing that. Like Elvis was in residency; it was the International Hotel that when he, when he started doing the show there, it actually became the Hilton. And um, he was there a long time. And the, the colonel signed millions of dollars in contracts for Elvis. Many people speculated it's because the colonel had a, a gambling problem and owed people a lot of money. But either way, uh, he was the, the forefather of all of these stars going to Las Vegas and having their residencies there. And uh, very interesting to see how that's become such an em- enormous town and I think he probably was the person that caused so many people to start going there. The lines were around the block when Elvis was performing in Las Vegas. Eight 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 nine four one PAGs, eight eighty eight nine four one seven two four seven. If you're an Elvis fan, we're just kicking back. No politics this hour. We'll get into some stuff next hour for sure. I'll give you my parody next hour again. If you missed it called Mar a Lago. Make sure you stick around for that. But next, is going to be Hal Lansky, the son of the clothier to the king, Bernard Lansky. In fact, Hal, when he was a kid, used to deliver the the clothes over to to Graceland. You're going to want to see this interview. Stop by right now, JoePags.com, J-O-E-P-A-G-S.com, and click on Watch Now. We're back after this.
1: This is the Joe Pags Show.
0: Great to have you along for the ride. Thanks a lot for stopping by. It's an absolute pleasure to have this guy on. He is from Lansky Brothers Clothiers in Memphis, Tennessee. It's uh, it's Hal Lansky. Hal, how are you? Good to meet you.
4: Oh, great. Good, to, good to talk to you, Joe. And of course, I know you know this. This is the 45th anniversary of Elvis's death. Yeah. And we all we all know where we were 45 years ago, and it, it's so sad. It's so sad, but it's festive. You know, he's still the king, and uh, we're celebrating Elvis Week as we speak. And uh, we've been busy in the store, and uh, it's been a, it's been a lot of fun. You know, last couple of years with COVID, we hadn't seen any uh, any people from uh, from the UK or Australia or or Japan and uh, they're all coming in uh, to pay the respects to Elvis and it's been, it's been a f- fun week
0: Joe We, we came to, we came to Memphis last year we took the drive from Texas over to Memphis and and I feel like an idiot that we didn't stop and see you are you right there on Elvis Presley Boulevard somewhere
4: No no Joe we're in the famous Peabody Hotel Okay. We're in the South Grand Hotel we're just a waddle away from the famous Peabody ducks we we have the best location in Memphis and we have we have four stores in the Peabody Peabody Hotel now, now you,
0: you, 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 you how you appear to be about forty years old. So I'm not sure how you know Elvis, but uh, I've seen pictures of you and the King when he was right. young, and you were a right. boy. Um, right. uh, you got to take me through the timeline. He walks in, and, and now he, had he already bought clothes from from your dad Bernard, or well, was this a first time thing?
4: Well, the, the, my dad took care of this young man in 1952, late summer. Wow! Uh, my dad saw this young man looking in the window, and back then. Uh, nobody knew Elvis. He was a nobody. So he he invited uh, Elvis to come in and shop with us and uh, Elvis said, Mr. Lansky, I don't have any money, but one of these days I'm going to buy you out. <laughs> and my dad said, don't buy me out, just buy from me. And that's, that's what started their friendship. So uh, this was 1952. Elvis worked as an usher around the corner in the Lowe's Theater. And, you know, Elvis was a clothes horse. Every week he'd come down, he might buy a cap for 50 cents. Maybe next week he'd come in and buy a pair of pants for $1.95 dollar ninety-five and he wow. kept shopping, kept shopping. And then in you know in, in 1955 and 1956 he came in. He told Mr. Lansky, he said Mr. Lansky, I'm gonna be on the, I'm gonna be on a national television show. And my dad said, that's cool, Elvis. What show it is? And Elvis said, the Ed Sullivan Show. And my dad said, wow, the Ed Sullivan Show. You know, back then the Ed Sullivan Show was like the Voice or the American Got Talent now. So uh, yeah. he needed some clothes. So uh, my dad was showing Elvis some clothes. And um, he looked up. He said, "Mr. Lansky, I'm sorry to bother you, but I don't have any money." <laughs> and uh, I did, my dad told this this young man. He said, uh, uh, "I'm going to tell you what I'm going to do, Elvis. I'm going to give you credit, but you but you better pay me back." And of course, 45 years later, Elvis is still pay, paying us back. So, so getting getting to your question, yeah. uh, September 9th, 1956, Elvis was on the uh, Ed Sullivan Show, and uh, right then, about then, is when I I. Um, I started listening to love me Tender." I can remember that little phonograph I had and that, the record just keep going and going and going around. So the photo you saw, I don't know if you have a copy of that, but yeah. I, you know, I tell everybody I was probably about eight years old and I had big ears and I finally grew into them. But <laughs> people ask me if I remember that photo and the answer is no, Elvis was in the store a lot of times, but you got to remember, in the 50s and 60s, nobody had cameras. The only people who had cameras were, were professional photographers, so there was many lost moments in the store, but yeah, I do, do, remember, I do remember well, and of course, my dad is known as Clothed to the King, and yeah. I, I'm known as, I guess, the delivery boy to the King. Well,
0: you know? I, 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 Hal, it's amazing. It's an amazing story. For those who don't know, and I'm a big Elvis fan, uh, Elvis would have been 16 or 17 in 1952, so here's a guy who already, going to high school, because I remember West would talk about this, that Elvis would dress differently than everybody. He would really dress up. He'd really play the part and he loved it. So I'm guessing that, that he's talking about Elvis wearing your dad's clothes. Right.
4: Right. You know, uh, we like to take credit for the, the black and pink colors of, of the fifties. And, right. uh, back then, back then men did not wear pink and Elvis looked great in pink. And, uh, Elvis started wearing these, uh, these pink outfits and pink and black. And uh, of course, have you seen the, the new Elvis movie, uh, uh, a lot of that, uh, the black and pink, I, I'd like to take credit for my dad right. uh, making Elvis uh, look so good in in the 50s and 60s. You know, Elvis shopped with us for three decades, the 50s, the 60s and 70s. And and we, d- we don't really have any part of the jumpsuits, but we like to think the Lansky look. The Lansky look is when Elvis looked young and innocent. That's that's when Elvis looked his best. But Elvis loved, loved the pink and black. And, uh, you know, uh, the guys were so jealous of Elvis. And they thought he was kind of a little feminine wearing the pink, but but everybody wanted to beat Elvis up. All the guys wanted to right. beat Elvis up because he was taking their girlfriends away from him. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, so we, we, we like to take credit for the black and pink color combination.
0: Well, and it was an amazing color combination. What's interesting to me is that everybody then started dressing like that. Now, do, do, would they go to Elvis, uh, all the other artists, and say, hey, where are you getting those clothes? And then would they all show up too? Did other famous people show up?
4: Well, you know, Elvis was like my dad said. Elvis was like our goodwill ambassador. Right. You know, they asked Elvis all the time where you got your clothes, and Elvis would say, "I got them on Lansky's on Bill." But people knew he shopped there because uh, there was a lot of teen magazines at the time showing Elvis in the Lansky store. So, uh, yeah, he was he was a good good ambassador for us. So, yeah, everybody. It, it's amazing. Uh, you know, our store was like a post office because we would take take all these letters from these young girls. They wanted to meet Elvis, and my dad had these <laughs> letters and you know they they thought that my dad was going to give them to elvis and of course he did and of course at that time people wanted to buy elvis clothes and stuff they would send uh, money orders in for for clothes for elvis and uh, uh but you know if elvis wore something it's um you know everybody wanted, it, wanted what he was wearing you know elvis was a phenomena even back then in the 50s there was no social media no facebook and he was on fire can you imagine if he was coming out with a social media and Podcast and
0: all that, he, he would be unbelievable. He's still unbelievable, 45 years after his death. You've got to go to the website. It's lanskybros.com. Uh, uh, go there. I'm going to stop by next time I'm in town. You can't see this, Hal, but I'm showing a picture right now of you with Elvis. And I could tell it's you because you mentioned your ears earlier. But <laughs> you're just a little boy. Uh, you're off to his left. He's wearing a really cool jacket. He's got an open shirt, white uh, white collared shirt, and he's got uh, like a t-, a t shirt or something underneath and there are two young girls on the other side are they your sisters maybe
4: One's
0: a cousin, and the shorter one is my sister okay, and yep. uh, it's, a, it's a wonderful picture. So this I would guess it would have to be in the 1950s because Elvis has got more <laughs> curly hair in the front, and it's, right, right. He, he's not like refined like you saw um, you know as he went through the 1950s. What's interesting to me is you just said in 1956 he still didn't have any money, and that's interesting right. because his first recording was 54 um, at Sun Records, and then he's on Ed Sullivan, and you said it's like the voice of American uh, Idol. I would venture to say it's like the voice American Idol and America's got Talent all combined it was exactly. that big everybody in america watched that show therefore yeah. everybody in america saw your dad's clothes so right. how long did it take elvis to come back and pay up his bill and then start spending even more money because he got very rich very quickly
4: he, he did and uh he like i said if when he was in a store shopping uh, if somebody was like something he say, but mr lansky mr lansky put this on my tab he was a very generous man yeah. and if you wanted something elvis would buy it for you but uh, if we got a minute i don't know how long this podcast no go ahead go, is, go ahead but, uh, I want to tell you a story about my sister on, on the right so this was uh the late 50s um my dad and mom took my sister and myself out to graceland and uh, I, i'm sure your listeners has been there so we, we went in the house and if you go to the right you see the uh the piano is the music room so uh um so back uh elvis was playing on playing the piano and he motioned over to my sister to come sit down with him and uh i don't know it's just me but in the late late 50s and late 60s when anybody went to florida instead of buying a coffee mug or refrigerator magnet they brought home a, a, a stuffed crocodile okay you remember that yeah well alligator Pro- probably an alligator
0: because florida has alligators but go ahead
4: okay so, so it's an alligator. okay so so there, there was this uh, brown alligator on the piano so elvis was playing the keys and, and it, whoa! he picked that, <laughs> picked that alligator up and he scared the, the uh scared the hell out of my sister right and, so my sister, you know, of course, Elvis was a practical joker. So my sister started crying. So so you, you've heard the saying, Elvis made a lot of girls, young girls cry. Yes. Well, he really made my sister cry. <laughs> and she was ready to get out of there. She didn't want to have anything to do with this guy on the piano. So
0: that was at Graceland?
4: That was it, right. That was it, great Because yeah. I've,
0: I've been there several times, and when you yep. walk in, the piano's off to the right, so I could just imagine right. that That's... happening uh, as right. you walk right. in and him sitting down and doing that. Right. Uh, I've got to right. ask you, by the way, go, go to LanskyBros.com, uh, Lancey, uh, LanskyBros.com, and check out this this incredibly historic store. I love that you're still selling stuff. I love all the guitars behind you in the shot. Um, would you say that throughout his entire career, he kept on keeping his word that he would take care of the Lansky Brothers? Because you said you weren't involved in the jumpsuits, I get that, but he still Clothes when he wasn't doing jumpsuits. Right. Well, you know, he, he uh, in the 60s,
4: he, he did buy, when I was doing research for our history book, yeah um they were uh so kind to let me go through the archives out of Grace, and there were some Lansky jumpsuits. Uh, they were very plain. They were from the 60s. But, nice. Yeah, I stopped with us as street clothes and. He would order stuff for people and just, he was very generous, gave, gave away uh, clothes to everybody, but no, he shopped with us all, all, all the way to the end.
0: Now, well, well, Hal, I'm just wondering what was your dad and are you the kind of clothier that fits it to the guy or did Elvis come and buy stuff all the, off the shelf? Is this all custom?
4: Well, you know, early, early years, Elvis uh, was in the store later on when Elvis started becoming famous, my dad would go to market and get special things made okay. up for him. Early days, as they say in England, it was off the peg. You know, <laughs> he, he came in and shopped with us, but uh, it was a fun, fun growing up watching Elvis uh, going in the store because he he would come in there, he would he would buy everything. You know, he would buy that's everything. funny
0: now it's how lansky he his father was the clothier of uh, of elvis and the lansky bros the Lansky lansky brothers the clothiers of the king um you knew him you saw him go through the stages of young guy working at the theater until he became the biggest star on the entire planet maybe in the universe right. did he change to you guys at all or was he was he the same guy you
4: know when he came in the store when we made delivery he was always a, a a, a, a very uh, a gentleman, you know, we called him a Southern gentleman. Yeah. Another quick story. Uh, my dad used to say, uh, Elvis, Elvis, do me a favor. Don't call me Mr. Lansky. Don't call me Mr. Lansky. Call me Bernard. And my dad would say, "He." Uh, Elvis would look up with a, like a, a, a grin. he yeah. say, uh, he said, yes, sir, Mr. Lansky. So he was always, <laughs> polite. Uh, you know, we, we never saw any, any uh, uh, anger in him or anything. He, he was, he, 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 he was very, gracious with all this fans and uh, if somebody asked him for an autograph he was there and if you look through our history book there's a uh, many of photos of Elvis in a store signing autographs for the fans
0: yeah can people go and get the history book on your website is it available there can can people buy it
4: right we have a, a, our history book it's a, a 144 page coffee table book some beautiful uh, vintage photos in there and then recently about 18 months or two years ago we came out with a children's book nice uh, Children of all ages. It's called "Come on in, young man." It's the story how my dad made Elvis. But you know, now with this movie, uh, this new movie out, it's bringing the next generation into our stores, into the Elvis uh, fold. So this is a great book for the young Elvis fans who've seen the movie that want to know more about Elvis. Know, you know, the the, the book was uh, kind of fashioned after the movie "Follow That Dream." Okay. It's about a young man that wanted wanted. Wanted to be successful so much, he followed that dream, and he turned out to be the greatest entertainer of all times. So
0: yeah, was- he absolutely did. I mean, he—he yep. he, I was eleven when he died, so he affected me big time. I mean, I, I remember crying for a week. Um, that's right. how much of an impact he had on, the, on this little guy. Um, uh, what's interesting is Austin Butler has been to the store, hasn't he? Have, did you clothe? Did you clothe him for the movie, or did they just copy your clothing?
4: You know, we we gave him some good guidance. Uh, Boz was in the store. He's a uh, beautiful. Oscar-winning uh, costume designer, wife. We had many conversations. Visitor in the store. We told them about the black and pink color combinations. Uh, uh, the shirt that uh, uh, Austin's wearing in the store is one of our creations that he wore on the, uh, uh, on, the uh, um, on the in the movie. And right here, uh, this is a this this is one of our shirts. This oh, is I love the, it. Uh, this is the shirt he wore. This is the shirt he wore uh, when he went on the. Uh, the milton burrow show so we gave him guidance um but i got to tell you and we also helped them with the uh the street um the bill street in the 50s and right. course Everything was done in Australia, but I gotta tell you, they're pros. They don't need me. They did an excellent <laughs> job. And, and if I if I had all the resources, I couldn't have done a job as well as they did. So they were they were on the money. They were on the money.
0: Well, how the, this is great. It's great to talk to you. How realistic, because you, you have to remember the only video that I've seen of Elvis, you, you saw him in person, but right. back in the day, it was all black and white. So if I'm seeing him right. on the on the Ed Sullivan show or I'm seeing him on Milton Burrow for God's sakes, that was all black and white. It is so interesting to me to find out how vibrant these Colors were and the people that were able to see him live all wanted to get the same color combinations, but I would not have known. So, uh, are they spot on in the movie? Is that exactly how your dad made it? Yeah, they're, they're, they're,
4: hey, uh, she knows, uh, Catherine Martin, a uh, boss's wife, she's she knows what she's doing, so yeah. they 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 were right on, they were right on with um, everything. And uh, you know, I was, I was telling everybody, I, I love the movie, I've seen it uh, four times, nice. and uh, only thing that I wish they would have showed more of. of was elvis's generosity yes uh, you know he gave so much away to everybody and people in need and and they didn't show I don't think they showed it much but other than that they nailed it they that, uh, on a scale of one to ten I think it was a hundred. They, well, they, see,
0: they, I'm a little, I'm a little bit skeptical because I don't think that Austin Butler looks enough like him. But when Priscilla, who I know, said, okay. "Joe, go see it. Let me know what you think." Uh, I'm going to go see it. I have not seen it yet. Uh, I know what the guy looks like, and I know what Elvis looked like, so that's a yep. little bit difficult for me. But Priscilla says, about halfway through, you forget that it's not Elvis. Yeah, no, she,
4: she's, she's right. Yeah, and uh, if you have a chance, Joe, make sure you see it in the theater before you, before you streaming it your home because okay. the. Big- the big screen and the sound system, Oh my! you think you're in Vegas.
0: <laughs> I yeah. can't wait to check really? it out. I've got, I've got yeah. one more question for you. It's Hal Lansky. His dad, Bernard, was the clothier of Elvis Presley, so the Lansky brothers are the clothier to the king. And, and Hal's right. carrying on the tradition. I can't wait to come and see you next time I'm in Memphis. But i got to ask you this, because I know that your dad would open the store very late at night, because Elvis got so famous that he would have been just attacked by everybody had he shown up. Uh, and had they known? So he would do that late at night. At what point did it change to where let's have Hal just delivering me my clothes because I can't even come to the store anymore?
4: Yeah, per- pretty much when he, when he got out of the Army, okay. um, we, we had to uh, deliver everything to him. And uh, I, I'd be remiss. Uh, I'm sitting here. My uh, my daughter, Julie, who is third generation, has helped me with, with all the technical stuff. So uh, my daughter, Julie. Come here, Julie. Yeah,
0: yeah pop her this in is, the shot. Let's see Julie. Why not? This, this Hi, is, Julie. Is
4: Julie. Hi, how you? really <laughs> the brain. Lansky's and uh she uh she she's a third generation and uh you know uh joe i tell this to everybody the first generation makes it that's my dad yeah i'm second generation uh, i i am trying to maintain the, the legacy and julie the third generation either screws it up or cashes out so i hope she, hope she doesn't there's do no either there's no pressure there's no pressure <laughs> for me. Uh, the fourth generation
0: i think people. she's got to carry it on just fine and next time i'm in <laughs> Mem- memphis i hope to hang out with both of you and i've got thank to get you. one of those pink and black shirts i mean now i need one uh so uh we, we've got to make that happen uh julie how thank you very much for making this happen on the anniversary of the death of the king um uh, so so glad to meet you i'm so glad that you get to tell a little bit of who elvis was personally because right. people only see him in video they don't really get who the guy was and and i appreciate right. you will you come back on sometime oh anytime time. Can we do it tomorrow? We've had so much fun. <laughs> yeah. we, we might be able to do that. Thank you very much, Hal. Thank you, Julie. I appreciate that. Go to LanskyBros.com and check out the website. Look up that picture that I showed you guys as well. And uh, and get that book. Get that history book as well. I appreciate you both. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. All you. right. Bye. We're appreciate back after this. Stay right here.
1: Bye. Bye. Don't be an A-Dub. Stay with the Joe Pag Show.
0: Hi, right, great to have you. I had a great time talking to Hal Lansky. Go to Lans- LanskyBros.com and check out their clothes. Let me tell you about um, Total Financial. Total Financial Freedom is going to help you get out of debt. If you're in debt, you don't know what to do, you, you're, you've got credit card, signature loans, internet loans, timeshares, it's time to get out from under all that. Get a hold of Total Financial Freedom. If you owe more than $10,000, the team at Total Financial Freedom has been doing a great job for 15 years helping people like you resolve their debts and cut payments in half. If you don't believe me, no problem. Pick up the phone. Give them a call. 800-833-9444. 1-800-833-9444. Ask about the free book, The Debt Dietitian. You get that when you mention my name when you call. Give them a call right now. You're going to appreciate their team. They are like-minded people. They've got an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau. You can't beat that. They have zero complaints. So see if they can help to cut your bills in half. See if they can help to cut your debt in half. It's time for you to get a hold of that. You can't do like Congress does and just write some more checks or print some more money. 1-800-833-9444. 1-800-833-9444. Call them. Tell them Joe Pag sent you. We're coming right back. Stay right here.
1: This is the Joe Pagg Show.